Welcome to the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast, where we feature physicians who are redefining the practice of medicine and changing the experience we have as doctors in medicine. We all know the system is broken, but we've decided not to complain about it anymore. We're out to fix it. I'm Dr. Una, your host. I'm a pediatrician and serial entrepreneur, but my passion is helping physicians create the freedom to live life and practice medicine on their terms. This is not just a podcast, it's a movement, a movement of change, and I invite you to be a part of it. Let's jump right in. Welcome back to another episode of the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast. If you hear me smiling, it's because I am. I have an amazing physician. You're going to have a fun time on this episode. I have Dr. Trish Hutchinson with me. She is a pediatrician and she's the co-founder of Girlology. She just showed me she has a... Um, <laughs> She has a stuffed uterus and a stuffed vulva, okay? So that's what we were looking at before we started. This is how this is going. But um, Dr. Trish, welcome to the show. I'm so happy. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. And, and it's a vulva puppet and a uterus. They just don't speak. They're silent puppets. They're silent puppets. Okay. Well, this is what happens when you have two pediatricians on one podcast <laughs> episode. So, all right. So my first question to you would be this. You're a pediatrician. I mean, you're a doctor. You're a big deal. Everybody's going like, you should be satisfied, but then you go be co-founder of Girlology, right? So what's the why behind that? Why did you decide to do that? You know, Girlology is all about educating kids about their bodies, right? And we also want to help parents and other adults in their lives with awkward and difficult conversations. Now, puberty, periods, anxiety, anatomy, and gender aren't always easy topics for families to talk about. So that's why we created Girlology in 2003, I would get tons of questions in my office about, you know, when am I going to start puberty? How do you put a tampon in? Can I start shaving? And, you know, the parents would be like, tell her to never have sex. I had several that says change her to like boys, not girls, or even put her on birth control because I don't know if she's having sex or not. So there's not much time to go over all this in a well visit. You know, our well visits are what, 15, 20 minutes tops. And so Girlology actually became an extension of a busy clinical practice because I was able to tackle these topics in a safe environment and the majority of times, parents were also involved to continue the conversation at home. So that's kind of why we started. It just, as you know, that visit, you're like, you can talk about drugs and alcohol and school performance and exercise and sleep, but the more difficult conversations often get pushed to the wayside because some physicians aren't comfortable with those topics. Now, for someone who is not Dr. Hutchinson, they would have noticed this as a problem. Chances are they wouldn't have done anything about it. So what made you go the extra mile to say, not just that this would be a nice thing for us to have these conversations, but actually to start a whole company because starting a company is not the easiest thing in the world. <laughs> no, we're not taught business courses in medical school, no, are we? No, <laughs> not at all. No. So, you know, it's been a rocky road, but it's been an amazing journey. You know, my mom was a teacher and I always thought I was going to be a teacher and, and it, it really turned out that's what I'm doing. I'm teaching. Right. And it's just been really fun. But I think if I think about my mission as a pediatrician, I just see too many people that can't even talk openly about their bodies or periods or anything related to reproductive health because they don't have the understanding of the comfort. So 
I'm really on this mission to help kids realize there's nothing shameful or embarrassing about their bodies. And kids aren't getting this education, reproduction education anywhere. They're actually getting a lot of misinformation because Dr. Google did not go to medical school, right? <laughs> he didn't. So, <laughs> you know, I struggle with my business decisions. They're not always right, but I absolutely love talking to kids and their parents and educating them. So how does Girlology do this? What, what, what are the ways you get to parents and the kids and have all these conversations? Well, you know, COVID changed everything, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we made a huge pivot, but we were actually in the process of making this pivot before COVID hit. Initially, we started with live programs. Our first one was a fifth grade soccer team. My other co-founder is Dr. Melissa Holmes. She's an OBGYN. And her chairman asked her to tell his daughter about puberty. And so she asked me to help. So we brought this little soccer team in. And selfishly, we invited the parents because we knew in suburban world, the parents were going to be on the phone going, what did you tell her? You know, so we'd have to talk to 25 moms. And so we just said, come on, bring the moms with them. And that was a huge pivot in our business plan was to have the parents involved because that started a whole new parent-child connection that we witnessed on that very first day. So that was actually amazing. So I segued because I always do. We started with live programs, bringing kids and their parents on board and, and talking. We have a puberty talk. We have the science of reproduction talk. And we just hope that this is springboard. Now with COVID, we ended up going virtually. So we have some live programs virtually. We have on our website now, we actually have puberty on demand and reproduction on demand. Puberty on demand. Yeah. Well, you can't say puberty start. You're not demanding puberty to start, right? <laughs> but what it is, is it's like for girls, it's like 10 little bite-sized videos that parents can decide when they want to watch them, right? They can do it all in one day. They can do one a week. We have an activity book that goes along with it. And we've gotten lots of positive feedback that parents really enjoy sitting on their couch in their pajamas, in the comfort of their home, watching these programs and talking openly with their kids about puberty. So that was fun to develop. And we also have a boys program as well. And then a reproduction is it produced right now. It's a co-ed program, science of reproduction. It's just the science facts. But again, it's 10, seven to 10 bite-sized little videos that parents can hang out and watch. And parents watch them with your kids. Don't just turn on the video and run out and leave, please. You got to keep having these conversations. Don't show them the video and check up. Whoop, I talked about puberty. Ding, ding. No. <laughs> Sit with them. It's more than one conversation. So, so when you did it live, so this is pre-COVID, you talked about the interaction that you guys got to witness. Take us into that a little bit. Yeah, it's really fun. The girls come in really nervous. The guys too. I mean, half the time the parents haven't even told them what they're coming to, right? Oh boy. They just think they're going to get ice cream or go see a movie. And all of a sudden, ta-da! there in this huge auditorium and we're talking about body changes. But by the end of the program, in the middle, you start seeing parents lean on each other and hold hands, especially the girls. Girls are much more emotional, as you know. And the guys are more animated in their face. They're smiling. They're having a good time. You know, at the end of the program, girls are twirling tampons over their head, which before they couldn't <laughs> even touch it, right? So it's just making it fun. Uh, and it is, it's very enjoyable. Now we have grandparents, we have aunts, we have next door neighbors. It doesn't matter what adult it comes with them. We just want a trusted adult that continue these conversations outside the home. Two dad families, we had a dad come to puberty uh, with their daughter. Lovely, lovely. So we just think adults need to be there to have this conversation to continue it afterwards. 
So how do you feel? So this is 2003, you said you set it up? Yes. Yes. 2003. How do you feel you've pushed your mission forward? Because you were setting out to educate, you were setting out to normalize these body changes and people having conversations about it. What do you think? I love your mission. You know that. Well, thank you. Uh, and, but we've made huge pivots because when we started, the phones weren't even out there. Smartphones <laughs> weren't even there. So there's a lot that's happened since 2003. But what's really cool is that Melissa and I have really learned what resonates with the kids. We know the words to use. You don't. We don't say blood comes out of your vagina anymore because a girl passed out in the room. Ooh. We have to say bloody fluid. You know, we we've learned a lot since 2003, and we continue to change and grow with culture and what's going on out there. We have a few books that we've written. We have one that is actually a project with the American Academy of Pediatrics that we're very excited about. I don't know if I can say too much about it, but it's puberty for everybody. And it's an all-inclusive book, but we've made switches, pivots with the times, with things that are going on. And it's just, it's been a fun ride because I learn every day. I learn from the kids and the programs and from the moms. To me, it just keeps my brain going and it just keeps me excited with what I do every day. So if a doctor listening has wanted to do something, right? Like they do the 15 minute visit and they're like, wow, I wish I could, right? Mm -hmm. And it may be a full on program, maybe a YouTube channel, it may be whatever it is, but they're scared. I don't have any business education or I'm an introvert or I flat out don't know how, nobody want to listen to me. What would you tell that doctor? Because that doctor is listening right now. I dove in without a business plan and here we are. So if you have a passion to do anything, don't let that stop you. You're not changing unless you're uncomfortable. I'm sorry. I love it. You're not changing except you're uncomfortable. Love your discomfort zone. Yes. Love your discomfort zone. Live in it. And so even if you just want to do community outreach, you don't need a business plan for that, right? You just get involved, call your local radio TV shows, reach out to your uh, public school, say, hey, I'm, I want to do your puberty education, or I want to talk to your kids about healthy habits, or, you know, there are lots of ways that you can do it. Don't just sit at home and think about it. Now, if you're an introvert, that's okay, because Kids need this information, right? And any way that they can get it is incredible. And sometimes, you know, at that 30 minutes, then you can go back to being an introvert, but hang it, <laughs> give it all you got for that 30 minutes. Cause the, the amount of fulfillment and you're, you're doing something so meaningful in your community. And just, if there's a passion out there, I'm happy to help you find an outreach in your area, join our girlology team, join our foundation. You can find something to do without having a business sense. I love it. So if you're an introvert, first of all, so am I. So I don't know, maybe you don't have an excuse anymore, but take Dr. Hutchinson's advice. It might be better, right? Just be not an introvert for 30 minutes <laughs> and then you could go back to it. Right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And now for a quick word from our sponsor. This episode of the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast is sponsored by the EntreMD Business School. We didn't get any business education during our medical training, and this school fixes that. It is the only school of its kind that helps physicians become thriving entrepreneurs who make money, have impact, and have time for the things that matter. You will get the coaching, accountability, and community you need to be successful. To find out more and to save your spot, 
go to entremdbusinessschool.com. And now for the rest of the episode. I have this weird thought, and I think that every doctor should own a platform. I think we live in the era of misinformation. You alluded to it earlier when you said that, you know, Dr. Google didn't go to medical school. And what are your thoughts as far as doctors using their voices, owning platforms and feeling responsible, not responsible for the misinformation, but feeling a sense of responsibility to bring in the right information, right? To the public. Platform. If it's not puberty and reproduction is your comfort zone, maybe it's sleep, maybe it's exercise, maybe it's nutrition, maybe it's healthy relationships and dating, maybe it's, you know, contraception or, you know, toddler, or there's tons of things out there that each pediatrician I know in them has something that sparks them when they talk about it in the office, find what sparks you and use that as your platform. It doesn't have to be the difficult conversations because parents need information about all the sleep time and babies. Oh my God. Can you imagine if you can help a mom sleep through the night, make that your platform. I just, I love that you said that. I think every physician can definitely find something that they're passionate about and to speak about it. Beautiful. Now tell people where they can go to find out about Girlology. Yes. So we have a website, girlology.com. We also have an app. You can download it for free. It has all our information on there. If you want to join our team and become a girlologist or a guyologist, I have so many physicians that have joined our team that actually go back to their practices and they can talk about how to put a tampon in easily. They can talk about wet dreams a little bit easier. So we can make it easier for you if you want to join our team. Um, if not, we also have some materials that you can use in your office to make the conversation easier. I'm happy to share those with you as well. You can email me. But the other, if you like nonprofit work, we have our nonprofit, the Girlology Foundation. It is a physician-led organization that works to improve access to menstrual health education. You know, when curls understand menstrual health, they're prepared to advocate for their own health and recognize Uh, troubling health conditions, which can lead to earlier treatment and better outcomes. So, you know, if we educate all young people with essential menstrual health education, they can have lasting impact in your community on improving women's health. And what we do with the Girlology Foundation, Dr. Una, I think you'll love this. I love this. We train medical students to go out to their communities to teach these programs. So this, what it does to medical students, it allow, it gives them public speaking skills. It allows them to have better conversations on these topics when they're with their patients in the future. I just get so excited about our foundation work too. So if anybody's involved in a medical school we can partner with to add this to their curriculum, please let me know. It's just, it's awesome work. Okay. I'm going to point out something here that's really funny. It's good funny, okay. but it's funny. Okay. So you're like, oh yeah, I just started. I didn't have a business plan. So, but here you are with a business and you have an app and you have a nonprofit and you ha- I mean, like, I don't know. I'm saying you're doing really well for starting, <laughs> starting with no business plan. Well, I appreciate that. But you think about it, this has been going on since 2003. Well, so, it's because you said yes. You could have said no. Yes, <laughs> you're exactly right. You're exactly right. And like I said, it's been a journey. It has its ups and downs. But Dr. Una, what's interesting is every time we hit a down, something drops in our lap that says, you got to keep going. You got to keep doing this. Oh, you have to give me a story now. Oh, Oh, you have to give me a story. I know you have to pick from a hundred. I'll take one. It's just amazing. This journey has just been serendipitous. Like the way we got our book contract, I went to the college of Charleston. They did an article 
on Girlology's work and someone read it and they worked for HCI, which was Chicken Soup for the Soul books a long time ago. So with that, we got our book. Con- I was reading how to publish a book for dummies, right? Got a book <laughs> contract sitting in Starbucks. Every time we just hit a low, we've got people that come into our lives and say, let me help you over this. The person that actually did branded our Girlology was one of Melissa's patients. And she was telling her about it. She came over one night, every bottle of wine, and we trademarked Girlology. We're so thankful with all the connections that people have just continued to push us to grow and to do this. And when you're passionate about it, that's just what happens, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. And thank you for sharing that. For everyone listening, this is the story of one doctor who's decided this is a problem. I'm going to fix this problem. And you're a pediatrician. So this is you coming out of the box, right? Because there's a box, you're a pediatrician, you go into the office, you see patients, you send them home in 15 minute increments. But you're like, I'm a pediatrician. I help parents raise healthy kids. And you came out of the box and you chose to do it this way. And you're having the impact you wanted to have anyway. I mean, like, you, you know what I mean? But the thing is that you said yes, and you kept saying yes, and kept saying yes, and kept saying yes till you got here. So for everyone listening, my question to you, which you're going to need to take some time to think about is what could happen? What change could you create in the world if you said yes? Now you heard her, there are ups and downs. Yeah, but she's still creating that change, right? They trademarked girlology because someone came over to visit and over wine. They tra- like, what could happen if you just said yes? And there's a million of us. What if we all said yes? How much better would it be, not just for us as doctors, but for our communities, for the physician community? I would invite you to say yes. This is so good, Dr. Hutchison. I I mean, I love your story. And you can hear the passion. You can hear her mission through it all, right? (laughs) This is so good. I got chill bumps when you just said what you said about, please, I challenge every pediatrician out there to say yes and to find their platform. Oh my God. Can you imagine? Crazy. It would just be crazy. Just crazy. So with every episode, I tell the doctors listening, I'm like, you have to share this episode. The Doctors Changing Medicine podcast is not just a podcast. It's a movement. There's a million of us. If we don't like the system, we can change the system, right? So for you, what would you tell the doctors is the reason why they have to share this episode? Other than, of course, you're on it. It's like, what? what I just love the message that you just said. I think it will push doctors outside of the frustration of the EHR, the mundane work of day in, day out in the practice and, you know, fighting with insurance companies, find something that puts a smile on your face and you can make a difference in your community. So please share, just say yes and find that platform. Love it. I love that. So she gave you three things. Please share, just say yes, and find that platform. This is so powerful. Thank you so much for coming on and for sharing this. And, you know, for everyone listening, we're a community of supporters. So I want you to go check out her website. There are teenagers in your life or not, you know, like from the age of eight, actually. Um, you have them in your life. You have, you know, parents, grandparents, all of that say, hey, I found this, right? The app is free. Why not share? You know, so share if you have access to medical schools and all of that, and you think this will be great, find out about her foundation, nonprofit, and get them in. Like imagine being a medical student, you build public speaking skills. That is like the best, the best. Yes. I love watching them. Yeah. So support it. 
And um, Dr. Trish, thank you so much again. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for allowing me to share my story. I appreciate it. All right, people, I will see you on the next episode of the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Now, this is too good for you to keep to yourself. So I want you to do three things. Number one, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Number two, share this episode with all the doctors in your life. Number three, share it on social media. Until next time, remember, you are a huge part of a movement changing medicine one podcast episode at a time.